This is Nathaniel Coons, and I'm with the SBTC, and you are listening to Igosian Airwaves. So thanks for tuning in to Igosian Airwaves, the official podcast of Igo Global iGosian Airwaves is our podcast, not to be confused with iGosian Airlines or Airways, which their motto is losing luggage since 2000. Our motto with the podcast is losing listeners since 2020. And we like to do a lot of different things with the podcast, and, and we love interviewing iGosians specifically. And we had a pretty good one with Nathaniel Coons, but we have stepped it up a notch and we've gone to the one and only Gavin Hart. Welcome to the show. Thanks, thanks for having me. And uh, I appreciate you going on record with that comment um, yeah. about Nathaniel. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, what can you say? So, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. There's not, much, there's not much you can say. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Nathaniel goes to bed every night knowing that he's just a couple steps behind you. And, you know, I, Gavin, you heard the podcast that we did with Nathaniel. I had Kai in the studio that day and that was crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kai, Kai pointed out Nathaniel's beard and Nathaniel, I mean, he seemed pretty proud of that. He seemed pretty proud of his, his little beard. And, and so it's kind of cool to go to you this week which when I think of Igosians that have beards, which is, I'll, I'll admit, not that often, but when I do think of Igosians <laughs> with beards, like that's very obvious. We think of Gavin. And so Thanks. the step up is obvious. I'm glad we're doing this via Zoom. So there'll be a video right. that yeah. people can see and people can notice. And uh, yeah, the beard is it's actually like in some ways looking kind of tame right now. I was going to say, I've actually trimmed it multiple yeah. times this year, which is unusual. For yeah. Me. So, but well, uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I, it's, it's unusual for you, but it's, it, it makes sense in 2020. Like you're bored. Everybody's bored. What, so what beard, beard trimming sounds like a good COVID quarantine activity for sure. A fun random story. Very quickly. Nathaniel gave me a, a, an unnamed shout out extra in, in his podcast. of talking about his wedding. Yeah. <clears throat> the, 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 I, w- I got to be a groomsman in his wedding. It was awesome. We had a yeah. great time. The photography company they used for their wedding, it started snowing randomly that day. It was beautiful, beautiful That's pictures. Awesome. Oh, it was gorgeous. We're outside and I had a mustache similar to what I have now, but it was mostly just mustache. And the photographer kind of pulled me aside and said, can we take a picture of your mustache <laughs> and use it for like our <laughs> photography? And I was like, you want me to be a mustache model? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I reached a point in my life. I was like, maybe there's more I should be doing with this than I thought than just, you know, receiving podcast shout outs about my beard. So, so I, I'm officially somewhere out there, a mustache model. Uh, so, so yeah. That's know. amazing. Like, I mean, we're all, we've all been impressed with your ability to grow facial hair, but the fact that you're a mustache model, that's amazing. Congratulations, dude. Hey. Thanks. I've made it. So. The, I, the IGO connections in your life have paid off in a lot of ways, but I did never expect that angle of yeah. it to, 
Yeah, wow. I should have maybe I should have asked for like the residuals or something. I don't I don't think I'm ever going to see anything there. But yeah, but you know the fame, the notoriety, it's worth it. Well, they say that you got to give something away for free, and then you can start <laughs> making money. So on your business card, <laughs> right. maybe your social media bio, it ought to at least say this this mustache model. Maybe it'll start being a monetary, some passive income for you. That's right. Uh, I need yeah. to go switch. I'll switch that over today. Okay. We'll work on that. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll make sure we recommend you. <laughs> Thanks. So, Gavin, you, you're a, man, you're, you're one of the IGO veterans. You've been around a while. You've, you've been on multiple trips. Like, how did you get started with IGO? Which I know some of that's kind of a funny story. And then, um, Tell us some of the trips you've been on or list them all, however you want to do that. Walk us through your IGO history experience. Yeah. So I, um, I'm from Oklahoma. As has been referenced, here's my, my Oklahoma hat right here. Oh. Keep it in frame. This is, uh, why we're, this is why we're Zooming so I can keep from getting anything. Safe distance. <laughs> That's right. We got to keep them separate sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was a student at False Creek which, you know, big Christian camp. And at the time they had ghost students, which was connected with IGO. And I, um, yeah, I didn't grow up in church. I'd actually just come to know the Lord in 2004 and then continued to go into Falls Creek. And in 2006 was kind of the first time I'd started paying attention. They said, Hey, there's this thing you can go on a summer trip. And I was literally still like at the point in my walk with Jesus was very young. And again, not having grown up in church, I like made jokes of like, you know, if the Lord really wants to punish me, he'll send me to Africa or, you know, send me <laughs> overseas somewhere. And like, I, I, that's, that was like my entire understanding of missions and um, literally that was it. I just had no other framework for it. Don't get on his bad side. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere in that next year, um, the Lord started working on my heart and I just started having an interest about like, maybe, you know, I could see um, traveling, you know, doing something. And I just started really falling in love more and more with the gospel and coming to the realization like, Hey, everybody in the world, needs to hear this message and like God has given us the opportunity to take it. Like he's called us into that ministry of sharing. Um, and so that next year, 2007, I heard the opportunity to go to London and I was like, you know what, let's do it. Signed up for it. was super excited. Went through the whole process. Early 2008, I get a letter saying, Hey, we're splitting the trip and you're actually going to Cardiff, Wales. Um, and um, I was like, I don't know where that is, but sure. Okay, cool. Uh, Why not? Um, So I graduated high school right there in 2008. And right after I graduated, I went on my first trip as a one-weeker in 2008 in the summer and um, fell in love with people, fell in love with IGO, fell in love with the people in Wales. And um, just, and also God just really did some things. There was a lot of stuff need to work on my heart, just in my walking relationship with him. And he used that time. Um, incredibly to do that, but also give me a passion of, okay, yeah, I want to be involved with, I want to go, I want to help send people to tell, to talk about Jesus and tell the world about Jesus. So I went back through a very random and uh, (laughs) unorthodox channel. I ended up being at what was then called the JSI, uh, which I forget, what do you guys call them now? The fleet or the FLT. That's right. FLT. It's 2009. I, um, 
was there for half the summer as, as, as a FLT. 2010, I came back to Cardiff as a team leader, co-team leader. Um, and then 2011, uh, led a trip to North Africa and um, with a small team. And I think that was, you know, it's always crazy. I look back and go, that was my, actually all my trips with IGO, but definitely not the end of our involvement. We, at that point, I was a youth pastor already. And I wanted our students to, to get that same DNA of the core values and just have this heart early on for uh, taking the gospel to all peoples everywhere. And, um, and so we stayed involved, helped out at base camps, came to all the conferences, the early conferences when you guys were yeah. doing those. It was a lot of fun. Um, a couple of banquets and um, just try to keep involved any, anytime we had a chance. I, I, Oh, was it even called Launchbox then? I know, uh, what was it called? Equip, I think, when you guys came through to oh, Henderson yes. Hills. Equip. I think twice, maybe? Maybe only once. I can't remember, but I was there for that. So so anyway, I, since 2011, I haven't gone on another trip, but I've helped. I had a couple students, I think, go. I had a, a former adult youth sponsor come as a, you know, as a leader with y'all, and we've stayed involved through as many different various events and opportunities to help out, get students around you as much as we can. So, um, I was just saying, we did do a launch box, I think, in Oklahoma once. Maybe yeah. it was an unorthodox one. <laughs> <clears throat> Seems to be the, the, the trend with me. Yeah, well, those early... Those early launch box days, we were figuring out so many things, and sure. we did that one at Henderson Hills. I think we did a couple of quips there too, but um, yeah, we yeah, it became a little easier for us to focus on launch box a little closer to home for the logistics side. But maybe maybe that'll open up again someday. So yeah, that was cool. And you, yeah, you. I mean, all, all of our students eventually grow up. Uh, if they don't, that's a problem that we <laughs> we let uh, Brad deal with. But like. Uh, you have stayed connected. It's been cool to watch you, you know, bring students to the conference when we thought we were conference people and, and all those different kinds of things. It was good. And we love how we've connected to you and stayed connected. And uh, I love, I love just seeing what you're doing now, you know, like you don't go on IGO trips, but you know, seeing what you're doing, seeing how you're engaging, seeing how you're building the kingdom is really, really always encouraging to us to see that. So what, what's what's your role right now what's what what does that look like for you on a day-to-day basis as an adult (laughs) yeah if you can call it's strange to call myself that but Mm -hmm. uh, still forget sometimes yeah so um i mentioned you know 2011 was my last igo trip but by god's grace i've still been allowed to continue to be involved in uh, missions and so you know what's crazy is i i didn't realize if it weren't for 2020 being what it is tomorrow i'd be getting on a plane to head back over to wales so yeah. we were supposed to yeah uh, our trip was supposed to leave tomorrow so i've been able to co-lead a trip to wales with henderson hills baptist church um since 2000 i always get the year wrong it's either 13 or 14 we've been doing it for a while now which is great so yeah 10 was my last time with i go and then a uh, period and then we restarted this trip um I was a college minister for Baptist Collegiate Ministries, Baptist Student Ministries, same same thing, different name. And um, Henderson Hills had that connection from early on days when I went to I, with IGO. I'd gone with them a couple trips already as well. They reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to help bring some students? So, so we've been able to continue that partnership and um, try to have 
uh, long-term impact with what we're doing in Wales. Still have close friends we work with, Welsh pastors. We've been able to do some other stuff, Welsh uh, pastors conferences, uh, training times, things like that. Um, But uh, yeah, it's a bummer that we're we're not getting to go this year, but we're finding ways. We're going to try to Facebook live in with their service on Sunday morning, which we would be there in person. Yeah, Yeah, it will be cool. It's at 4.30 in the morning our time, so Mm. less cool. But it'll yeah. still be, it'll be good. It'll be well, good. Yeah. In light of that, why don't you just tell me about it later? <laughs> I, 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 you don't need to invite me in. That'd be fine. <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we've been able to stay involved. And now I am on staff at a church called Christ Community Church in um, South Oklahoma City. And we have been here for just over four years now. I came on in a pastoral apprentice role. Yeah and i'm now transitioning into uh, a ministerial staff role which means not an apprentice anymore (laughs) but i work primarily college ministry and uh international missions so i get to continue um, helping set up as a small church we've been really blessed we have a family on the field in dubai Um, we have a family in north africa and we had um, a person in Israel, and they're back uh, stateside now, but mm. still have ties there. And then we were in the process of sending someone to Wales, and unfortunately, COVID has slowed that that process down. Sure, but uh, um, yeah, we're still working through that. So um, it's been all, all the different ads you think of learning this side of sending and training, equipping, getting to do some of the stuff that I saw you guys do years ago yeah. um, from a church perspective. And it's been, it's been great. Um, so yeah, so that's where we're at. I, um, in the course of, you know, since my last trip with Igo, I've also gotten to lead a trip to uh, Panama, to China. Um, <clears throat> let's see. And then, like I said, lots of opportunities to Wales. And so we've continued that partnership and, and Dubai. Um, and so, and then keeping up the partnerships with our, um, people on the field. Um, and then for me, huge aspect is working with our college students. So that's where I spend most of my time and we do, we try to connect it as much as we can. We've taken up the model of summit church and uh, kind of the challenge of JD Greer over there of challenging them to spend their first two years out of college. So one of the first things I like to, I try to do early on, in fact, Tonight, we're going to talk, have this conversation of if you come through this ministry, we want to challenge you and put an expectation on you that when you graduate, we're asking you to give your first two years to God um, to say, why don't you do what God's gifted you to do somewhere strategic for the kingdom? Um, and for us, some of that, uh, it's been cool. My first student that we've had go all the way through and graduate um, is doing that now, but he's doing it locally. So he's serving as mm-hmm. my, my unpaid intern, um, and he really is. Like, he's getting after it. He's doing a lot of That's incredible cool. work in the city, and he's praying about potentially one day going over to teach in Dubai still. And so we're working through that process. That's so cool. it's been cool to get to that place where we got a student modeling it for other students. They can see that. So. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so that's what we do these days. Um, and I, I keep saying we, and I realize I didn't introduce my family. So that's, I, uh, that's my next question. Yeah. I was, was going to make you <laughs> <laughs> good. Okay, because we like you went to you've been to Igo weddings and you were right. in a you 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 had an Igo wedding. So tell me tell me tell us about Stephanie. Tell us about yeah. the family. Yeah, so I've been married to my incredible wife Steph. Uh, Stephanie, she 
eight years now, just over eight years this past wow. August. So, I know it's wild, isn't it? I was thinking about it this morning. Yeah. So yeah, we met uh, in summer 2010 on the field in, in Cardiff. We did not date while we were there. Mm, yeah. That's always, just... always maintain that. We hear that a lot. We hear that a lot. <laughs> we, we legitimately <laughs> got back what end of July, very beginning of August, and didn't start dating till the beginning of September. So it was like a month bump, bumper, uh, but clearly it worked out pretty well. So Seems we, like. uh, we, uh, yeah, we think so. Um, yeah. So we dated, got married in 2012, um, have been serving together. We thought for when, when we got married, we thought we were going overseas to be on the field, um, almost immediately. Yeah. And, uh, that's kind of how we structure our life. So we didn't go to seminary. We didn't do any other grad school. Um, we spent about the first three and a half years of our marriage trying hard to go overseas, uh, to kind of have God close door and close another door, and close hmm. another door. And, um, it was a really hard process. Um, it's still hard sometimes working through, but, um, basically God used all of that time to kind of lead us to the church we're at now. And we wound up there for about a year and a half, um, before we came on staff and the Lord really used that time just to, to love on us, give us a good community and a place to serve. We, we started serving early, but not in a staff capacity. Yeah. I'm still working VCM and Stephanie loved our, the church as well. And so we came in together and um, about that time, not too much longer, started a, a family. We have a daughter. She'll be four in November. Wow. Crazy. And we have a son that's a uh, nine to be 10 months soon. So he's coming up on a year, it'll be a year in December. So oh, cool. yeah, Ada is our daughter's name and Alden is our son and they're cool. They're a lot of fun. Oh yeah. A uh, lot of work, as you know. Yeah, that's, why, been... that's why I look so old. <laughs> I, I uh, it's, it's. I again, I laugh to keep from crying. It's one of those, <laughs> one of those. This, this glorious beard is looking less and less glorious, or, or maybe more and more mature because yes. the, the gray has started coming in exponentially since they arrived. It's all wisdom, man. That's all just signs of wisdom, experience, maturity. It's all good. Yeah. Embrace it. So um, I'll say real quick, one other thing that's been uh, interesting about our family, our, our daughter was diagnosed just over a year and a half, about a year and a half ago with a rare genetic condition known as Williams syndrome. And so she has, she'll have lifelong intellectual and physical uh, disabilities. Hmm. Um, by God's grace, she's been super healthy. It's a really interesting uh, disease that can have a wide variance of um, effects. And she's been on the really, really healthy side. Um, one of the cool Good. things uh, about it is that it's a rare condition where there's positive side effects as well. And um, people with Williams syndrome tend, tend to be the friendliest, most social people you'll, you'll ever meet. And so they, they genuinely lack like social inhibition. So it, oh, wow. it can be a good thing, but it can be a challenging thing too. But she is just so much fun. And it's been cool to see how God has like already used her in her short three, almost four years of life. And sure. um, yeah, so she's a blessing. She's because of that. She started school early. She's in special ed pre-K. So that's been weird having a kid in school already and yeah. navigating pandemic school virtual school, all that fun stuff. So 
But yeah, we love our family. They're great. Stephanie has always been a partner in ministry and has a heart, if not not more so than me. She she continues to push push and is always there uh, behind the scenes serving and loving people. So yeah, it's been a blessing to get to get served together and Ada's jumping in on that early. She, yeah, that's she, really cool. Fun. It's always yeah. cool to see your kids do those things. And yeah, yeah, um, we love all you guys. And Thanks. it's it's just so cool for us to see that and see all you're doing, to see how you have taken that little bit of those experiences and that training, mm-hmm. and it's uh, informed a lot of how you view your your family, your role, your life, your ministry, all that is really cool. Yeah. And and you know that we've been, what we've been doing at IGOS, we've been trying to talk about how we do short-term missions. Everybody kind of knows what that is, but we do it with a long-term impact. Our whole goal is for this to be way bigger than a trip. And right. we want to we have a real impact on the field and we want to have a real impact in the lives of our participants. And so I could... I guess like I could do a lot of podcasts and just try to tell people that's what we do and convince them. And maybe even like, I bet I could find a bulleted list or something. Here's what we do. Here's what we do. And we're making a long-term impact. We're doing it different. But like what for us has been fun is like talking to former students and just saying, how, how, how did God, right? How did God use IGO to create a long-term impact here for you? And it's not, it's not one or the other. It's not just doing stuff on the field or it's not just, let's just worry about the, the students. Let's, let's, how can we see God do long-term? So the long-term impact on the field is like mm. us finding great partners. Yeah. It's not, hey, let's, I didn't even know Cardiff existed. Yeah, I didn't know where that was. Let's just find a place on the map, but let's, <laughs> let's find good partners that will use students and then bring them into that work. So I'd like to spend some time talking about the long-term impact that you've experienced through IGO. And I'd like to really begin with the field. Like what, what kind of things have you seen, or maybe it's just one specific connection that, that Wales connection. I don't know what you get to say, whatever you want to say, that's how this works. And but like the long-term impact that you saw God use IGO yeah. to make on the nations or on the field, any, anything comes to mind in that, in that area. Man, yeah, there's so much. Um, it's hard. I have a hard time answering the question, not for lack of things to say, but because there's so much to That's say, cool. um, which is, yeah, it's always a cool thing. I genuinely, I've said it in other places, and I, I feel like I try to tell people, Mike, Shu did not tell me to say this. They didn't, get, <laughs> they didn't give me a script. Like, I'm not getting paid on the side for any right. of this stuff. Like, like, genuinely, though, I can't overstate the, the impact Um that I go has had on my life and my family's life and like the influence you guys have wielded and just shaping my faith. And, and because of that shaping, I mean, I don't think it's an exaggeration, hundreds, maybe thousands of others because of the, the, the ability to God's the opportunities God has given me to pour into students' lives over the years. Um, you know, and so, but I'll get into that more in a moment, but I, anytime I think of the, the long-term impact, I can't help but think of all the various ways. And on the field particular, I think it's so cool to see, um, well, one thing that just comes to mind is like you talked about having, you know, key partnerships in places and like yeah. those, so many of those continue even after maybe that person's turn in, in that place is done. And so like one thing is just cool of like, 
checking in with uh, Mark and Charity Verlander every now yes. and then. We get to hear from them, and um, you know, I have them on Facebook. I don't get to, we don't get to talk as much as we want, but when we're in Texas, we have kind of a list of people we try to like. Who do we want to go see? Who do we want to visit with? And um, so it's it's just cool. Like there's a relationship there that like totally would not have existed if it wasn't for serving under them when I was in Cardiff. And now, mm. you know, 12 years later, we still get to, I don't know if they are, but I'm encouraged by seeing their life on Facebook and every now and then checking in and, sure. uh, you know, things like that. So, so that's one way I just think like relationships and that certainly has led to, you know, long-term impact on the field, you know, the, the other way of like continuing. I just yeah. think of like, you know, we haven't talked core values, but ancient work and, we get to see that all the time. It's mm. so cool of God was at work long before you're we there. He'll be at work long after us. And like in a, in a grand sense, we don't usually see that pic, you know, the full picture in our right. lives. It's, it's much bigger than us, but in like a, a microcosm, we get to see some of that where like Mark and charity served for so long and now they're serving in Texas. And then we've gotten to continue on that work with some like local pastors that were influenced by when they were there. And um, some other people like the folks at Henderson Hills that, saw what you guys were doing and also felt like they had a, a vision from God of like, we want to be able to serve this community and these people long-term, not just a short-term trip, but like really continue this. And that's expanded from literally, I got to go on one of the first trips that took people in, in the winter, summer of 2009. Um, yeah. And now, you know, there's, they, again, with, except for because of COVID, normally they're taking three different trips a year to north, north, central, and southern Wales, working oh, with cool. multiple different pastors. It's literally expanded this network. Um, it's just been so cool to see. Like, like they do a summer camp and like ridiculous numbers for Wales, really for anywhere. Kids are coming to know Christ. And like some of those original kids are now older. It was really cool. It was a, it was a bummer, but it, w- it would have been cool. One of those original kids was going to come and work at Falls Creek this summer. Wow. Uh, He's like graduated and is now, I think he would be like young college-ish age, maybe late high school and was coming over here. And he was led to Christ at one of the original like summer camps. And so there's things like that. You were getting to see a little bit of that big picture, you know, right now. Um, sure. And yeah, that stems back to the way God used Ago and those partnerships. And um, it's still having impact on, uh, in, in Wales, not just in Cardiff now, but all literally throughout the entire nation. It's expanded, been able to, to see that. Um, so yeah, and I think, you know, we could go through really, like I said, my only two places I went with Igo, Wales and North Africa, but same thing. I get to I don't get to talk to them nearly as much as I want, but I see the the guys I worked with in, in North Africa and I get to be encouraged by them and their family on Facebook and every now and then shoot them a message and yeah. encourage them. And I'm praying, you know, praying for them. And now we have a family in our church that knows them. They're in a different part of North Africa. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh yeah, you know, those guys We're like, yeah, it's been a whole summer with them. And yes. so it's cool to see how the Lord has continued to grow those networks and use those relationships and um, continue the work, you know? And so um, we get to partner in it by continuing to pray here. I think mm-hmm. it's a big thing for me to not forget of like, oh, Lord, the work is still ongoing. There's two guys, uh, uh, Somali Muslim in Wales and a North African Muslim guy, uh, Muhammad and Muhammad that I pray for almost daily still. 
uh, mm. think of were guys that come to my mind and I don't know where they're at. I have no way of contacting them. Muhammad, we used to go visit every time we go to Wales. We work in Swansea mostly now, but we'd have a day in Cardiff and we tried to go visit him. And I just got word that his restaurant is being destroyed and oh. it's, a, it's tough, you know? Yeah. And so I don't know if I'll ever get to see him again, but I'm praying maybe not on this earth, maybe, you know, on the other side of, of heaven. And um, yeah. so, so that's, you know, again, long-term of like, it's not just that week, you know, it's not just that summer eternity's at stake and God is doing work that I won't get to see the fruits of it, but maybe there's a glimpse that I'll get to see regardless. I want to keep being involved and I know he's going to keep working. So as long as you'll let me have a part, Lord, let, you know, help yeah. me be faithful and obedient. And, um, yeah. So it, that's, like I said, I could go on. There's so many yeah. more ways, but those are some of the, 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 the most immediate I think of when I think of like the long-term impact in the field and just the relationships that get formed and how God uses those for years and years and years. Yeah. What, what I love about, well, there's a lot I love about what you just said, but it, everything you said was so much bigger than I go. Mm. And, and that's what I love. Like, yeah. We could just talk about your trips and we could come up with stories, but the fact that it's so much bigger that you have relationships that that they may have, because you went to Wales, that may have started the process, but they're way bigger than that. They're bigger than the relationships I don't have that Igo doesn't have that are pastors and churches and Henderson Hills and all this stuff. That's so much bigger than what we ever could have done or would have even tried to do. Which, which is, you know, that reminder, like, this is so not I go. This is so God. This is the work he's doing. He's creating this impact that goes long-term, long, long-term impact through long-term relationships, you know, mm-hmm. which is what you see in the Bible, right? It's like Paul and Barnabas, what are they? Let's go back and visit these places again. Yeah. Let's not just go to a new place because it's cool. Let's keep going and making yeah. sure the, the, the people are hearing the gospel and the church. Like, it's just, yeah, it's really encouraging. And, and to mm-hmm. hear... On that other side, how it you came through Igo a few times in the front door, in the back door, all the doors, and <laughs> God used that experience to create a long-term impact in your life. And yeah. so, share share some of that with us, Gavin. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I've actually told you this before, but like, this is such a simple thing. But I, I hope it illustrates. Like my daily devotional literally to this day is still impacted by the teaching and the training I received. But I go like my, I use my phone now mostly for my devotional app and I highlight in there. And like my highlighting system is inconsistent at best. Maybe that's a good way. I'm really bad at it, sure. but there's, there's one color <laughs> I know that will, that doesn't change. Purple means bottom line. When I'm reading and I see something that's about God's glory that I can connect back, it's getting highlighted in purple. And that comes back to literally, I mean, the training and teaching I received from you guys all all those years ago stuck with me. It daily still influences the way that I read my Bible and try to study and think about God's (laughs) word, um, which is so many ways. It's incredible. Um, I love that for a lot of reasons, Gavin. I'm sorry. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to let you go. But like, it's just really cool. To see that kind of, like, just a very small, practical, long-term impact of some of our teaching, which is very encouraging. And then I went to Angleton High School down on the Gulf Coast of Texas, and we're that's the home of the Wildcats, purple and white, fight, fight, fight. And purple is the color of royalty, so it just makes me happy in every way that you pick purple for the bottom line. It's just 
this is, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> the, the, so, yeah, I mean, purple, of course, color. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, man, yeah, no, it's so good. And I, um, so like, yeah. And like a small practical sense literally still impacts every day, but even more, like I said, I could go through every level, um, I've had, I've been blessed with the opportunity. I've taught the IGO core values many times. I've, mm. I've gotten to pass on some of the training we received in Wales when we did seasons of the harvest. And um, I still, we still yeah. incorporate some of those things in our teaching. And um, we don't, I haven't explicitly sat down and taught the core values in a long time. But man, the um, ancient work and uh, joy of the sower and hope of the world and bo- uh, bottom line, and like those things so influence the way that I, like I said, just the way I study and think that they always are coming out in the way I teach and think about the mm-hmm. Bible. Because I think you you said it a moment ago about what we were talking about, but it, it's the same here. Like, it's so far beyond I go. I think, yeah. and that was a cool shift, I think, for me, you know, as I continued, got to grow in my walk with the Lord. Because like those first handful of years, there's maybe I don't know, somewhat of like, you're just enamored by like the thing that, you know, sure. it's new. And like, I go is like, Oh, they're so cool. They're, they've got <laughs> it so together. Like they know everything. Like, I can't believe in my, you know, and it's like, as you grow, um, <laughs> I, I resist the temptation to insert mini jokes there, but no, at some point you met Kai. So <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> but the, like, well, I mean, that's definitely true, but you, you learn, right. And you start seeing like reading the Bible more. And as you study more, it's like, oh yeah, like they didn't make these up. They're just right. pointing us to things that are true. Right. Love it. Yeah. Love and it. that, I think that transition was super helpful for me because then it's like, oh, I can point other people to these truths too. <laughs> yeah. I can share this with others. And like, it doesn't have to be like, you know, I just think of Corinthians early on Paul, like, it's not a like, I'm with Paul. I'm with Apollos. I'm right. like, it's an I go training thing. It's like, no, this is really just biblical. Yeah. I, I learned it through these guys. Uh, Absolutely. But, but, but genuinely it just seems to be like, if you read your Bible, we should come to at least similar conclusions about all, all of these things. Um, and so, yeah, I think that, you know, the teaching, the training, the, the impact, even just like base camp and some of the cultural stuff, you know, it's really cool. I ended up, my undergrad is in cult is anthropology emphasis mm. on cultural anthropology. And that also was definitely a direct result of my time with Igo. Again, like I was going to school to be a secondary ed history teacher and maybe was going to go into law. I've, I still love law, but I've always had a fascination with it, but the Lord kind of started <laughs> directing me toward ministry and um, really used Igo to help influence that. But that first trip to Wales, I remember just coming back and being like, I just really like want to learn. I loved history still, but suddenly there's a fascination with people and places in history. And over those next two years, um, by the time I finished my associates, I was kind of was like, yeah, I I learned what anthropology was. And and I I ended up going to Oklahoma Baptist University um, not to do a ministry degree at all um it's like the outcast of the the university the anthropology <laughs> department so much so yes. like, i don't think it, i think it literally doesn't exist anymore oh boy but um but god <laughs> was gracious and really used that time together with the things i was learning on the field from igo and then getting to learn um 
it just grew for me a desire of like, oh, not just history, but learning about people and places and their history really yeah. is what excites me, gives you a passion. And that all tied together. And um, so coming together more and more of like learning how to be culturally astute, as, you know, as I go call it, being around um, yeah. cultural awareness. And um, it was cool to get to learn kind of, I'm learning on the academic side and I'm seeing it in practice and the theological perspective as well. And um, that shaped my project trajectory throughout the rest of my university days and, uh, you know, on from there. So, yeah, like I said, I, I could literally go on and on so many other ways. I think one of my favorites is, it, um, I've kind of alluded to it, but the opportunities I've had to get to teach and to pass on to other students and seeing the, them then like start taking it and making their own where I've had students come back and talk to me. I still have students that come and say like, that was it called base camp. Is that what we went and did? That was so much fun. <laughs> we got to pretend to be, you know, yes. on or whatever. Uh, but, you know, that's always fun hearing them talk, just the fact that they have that memory. But then like when they really click in and they're like, and like the teaching, it was so good. Like I still think about that of like, you know, really thinking about how do we glorify God and everything like, moments like that. Um, I've been really fortunate. Like that's not a rarity that I get to have students come back or I, students I still have relationships with now that they're adults and see how it's impacting, influencing their life, that they're still living for the bottom line. They're still trying to live out that um, mm -hmm. and walk with God and it's influencing and shaping them now. And, and I could step back and go, it's, it's much bigger than me. It's much bigger than I yeah. go. Like, thank you, God, that I just got to play a role. But um, yeah, it's really cool. So many, so many good things you said there. Um, man, it's just really cool. Like, you're right. We're not teaching stuff that, hey, we made this up. Uh, we got a new revelation from God, and it's it's actually all about His glory. Like we just, but but you you understand? Like you yeah. you just even said, we're bringing students in that that maybe they've been around it all their life, but they've never really seen it from that angle. And and, and our our goal sometimes is just to widen their angle to to expand that worldview to see everything through that lens of the bottom line, and then. Mm -hmm. And, and that's the reward for us for 20 years is watching the light bulbs come on and students getting it. And then, and then it, and then that's where God really takes over because then he takes that, that truth and he plants it in their heart and it changes the trajectory of their life. And so the fact that what we're doing is there's another name for what we're doing, right? That we don't hardly ever say, but it's making disciples. <laughs> it's not rocket surgery. <laughs> um, we're just like, this is what Jesus said, go make disciples. And we're trying to make disciples and a disciple, someone who can make a disciple. And it's just, yeah. that's what I just heard, man. Like you're just, <laughs> you took this little experience, this, this training and it, it wrecked you. It shaped you. It informed you, yeah. wrecked you in a good way. And, mm -hmm. and now you're making disciples with, not with I go teaching, but with the Bible, which <laughs> is, which is really cool to us. And Gavin, I wish I could say that we can take all the credit for seeing the leadership in you, but obviously some guy named Troy and Wales saw that and invited you just to stay over and join the, the JSI team. <laughs> but we, it didn't take us long. Maybe we were second, but it didn't take us long to see God had naturally equipped you as a leader and we're, mm. 
obviously you're seeing that we that's what you're doing today but one of the things that we realized a few years ago was that that's a part that we're playing in this that we're yeah. we're developing leaders and and our secret to that is so fun because our secret is we let students lead it's crazy uh, unbelievable that and and that means mistakes and learning and training yeah. and all, but like hey i think students can lead so why don't we let them lead and in that god has done some cool things to develop leaders so can you speak to how you how you saw this experience with igo develop you as a leader and, mm-hmm. and continue yeah man that's so good uh and i laugh because you know like like coons and like everybody else you've had on this uh, podcast every time you say something there's like a hundred stories that pop up you know when, <laughs> right. when you talk about like letting us lead and like there's failures and successes involved in it. like oh yeah yeah all the stories and yes. so many great experiences and, and i laugh because i've heard you say that a couple times now and it sounds you know it sounds so silly but it really is like almost revolutionary in some circles to be like, wait, wait, you teach them leadership by letting them lead. Like, um, I think that just that, that philosophy is one thing that's influenced me. I try to practice that now. I've mm. tried to practice it as a youth pastor. And I think it was not always no. <laughs> met with, you know, praise maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And, and again, I was, I was young. I was, I got my first college ministry job. I was still a college student which is pretty yeah. unusual. Um, I was 20 when I took my youth, first youth pastor job. Yeah. Um, and, you know, by God's grace, it didn't totally crash and burn. <laughs> as far as I know, nobody like died on my watch. And I, I like my family didn't walk away from the faith or leave church right. or anything just of experiences. So, yeah. you know, um, I, it's been, it's encouraging to look back on, and I don't have to look back. Like I said, there are current things that still impact the way I lead and the way I think about leadership that were shaped by IGO. But I can look back and think and almost pinpoint, oh, yeah, like God was working in my life and all these other things and kind of and use IGO to be kind of the confluence, like the, the thing that brought it together yeah. um, and really singe that up, um, which is so cool. I, I remember, yeah, some of the teaching and training, 2008 that was you know i was just a one weeker at that time not a leadership but even then there was things that was like oh like i started seeing opportunities um and i'd kind of grown into that later in high school i really started just more seeing myself as a leader i was like president of like five different organizations my senior year maybe i think four maybe but like i saw that there were some of those things but i still had no concept really no good concept of how like that's a gift from God. How can that be used right. as part of my faith? It just felt like, Oh, it's something I enjoy. I, to be honest, I was probably just like, I like bossing people around. <laughs> hey, everybody <laughs> starts somewhere. I was a punk man. And so, <laughs> you know, I think seeing on the field opportunities with you guys, um, even as just a student, like one, I saw, I look back and I remember like the students that were leading us and it was always so funny. We wanted to like try to guess their age and you always thought they were way older than they were because they were in those positions of leadership. Exactly. And then, like you figure it out at the end of the week or like a week later and you're like, 
I was older than them? Like, what? <laughs> and then it like sinks in. You're like, oh, that means I could probably do something like that. Right? Exactly. And I really was like the thing that got the wheels turning. Um, and uh, yeah, so like seeing that modeled with other students leading, I had good experiences that, I, you know, I, don't, I genuinely don't look back and think critically about like the students that led over me that first year. I don't remember a single bad experience. I'm sure they messed up. I'm sure there were sure. things they were working through because like I said, now I look back on my time and I distinctly remember all the ways <laughs> <laughs> I messed yeah. up, right? But I don't remember that. And I try to take that grace with me that hopefully students I had also don't remember most most of the things we messed up, right? And but that's exactly like, right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I look back and remember like, oh yeah, those, those guys really led us. Like they were on, they were the ones on the ground, like doing stuff <laughs> like t- leading us throughout the yeah. city teaching us how to to meet with people uh keeping us on track all, all the different ways and seeing that was what really first got the wheels turning of like i don't have to wait to try to be mm. like you know what i mean like i can do some yeah. of this now like why not if god's given the opportunity if they can do it then then i can and i think you know that next summer you alluded to i i I missed the deadline for, for leadership with Igo. <laughs> I don't even remember how it happened. I started, maybe something happened. I missed the deadline. I was bummed about it. But then Henderson Hills invited me to come with them on their first trip, and we were working together. I was like, oh, yeah, perfect. And then, you know, the guy that was on the ground there uh, the last day, just like, hey, um, we're standing around at a barbecue, literally, and everybody's laughing like we in the conversation. <laughs> you should stay the rest of the summer. That was literally how he asked it, just like that. And I thought he was joking. And he was like, no, no, for real, you should stay. Um, And that, I think, maybe was the next moment where I realized it was like, okay, there's another dude in position of authority who thinks I could do something here. Yeah. Um, And unorthodox as it was, (laughs) and maybe not (laughs) completely well-received at first, Uh, not just by you guys, by me, by everybody, the the other – leaders on the team they, they were just confused They're like who is this dude yeah. why is he here now suddenly why is he uh, moving into my room <laughs> <laughs> oh man um that was another moment like for me of like okay yeah i can do this god's putting this person in, in a position of authority and if they think that i can do it that he yeah. wouldn't ask me to stay if, if it wasn't something there right and then getting to join the team and i, I like i said i had been working in close proximity with him so i'd already seen nathaniel and i'd been riding on the train to swansea together for yeah. you know the last two weeks or whatever week and a half and um we were on the same one week trip from last year so we knew each other already gotcha. um and uh it was cool getting to see him uh, that was kind of another thing of like he was that guy. We ate pop tarts together last summer, and now he's leading these students, and I'm seeing him do it, you know, yeah. every week. And he's doing a good job and um, the, the best he can. And uh, <laughs> Nathaniel knows what I'm talking about. That trained Swansea man, <laughs> wild. But uh, <clears throat> it was cool. I, I, so the the seeing students, other people my age, younger, slightly older, do it was huge. It's pivotal at every step. Having votes of confidence from people in authority and like leadership over you, letting you lead was huge. Um, and it radically changed the way I saw leadership, not just for myself, but in, in general. Um, and then the training we received I, that next year, I got to actually go to some of the leadership training and, and do stuff when I came on as a TL. And um, 
I, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm trying to recall what was specific to leadership training, what was specific to the other training. And I don't know if I can remember right off the top of my head, but I know again, like I look back as that was like a watershed moment for me, mm. uh, 2010 training um, and getting to be a team leader with uh, Caitlin. Shout out to Caitlin. She's awesome. Uh, and uh, Dollar Hyde. That's right. Dollar yeah. Hyde. Peak Dollar Hyde. Yes. Peak, peak Dollar Hyde out there. Uh, leading, uh, she's in Southern Oklahoma coaching and being a coach's wife and raising some awesome kids and loving on a bunch of other kids at the school. She's continuing to do it. So yep. um, we had a great time that summer and getting to step into that. She was team leader from the summer before. And so I remember I came in with some kind of insecurities of like, I don't know what I'm doing. She's already done it. Yeah. What, are, what is I go thinking? <laughs> who, in the, who in the world approved this? You know, and, um, you know, getting to, again, like we got there early. We went early, just the two of us working. And then some people that were there on the ground. And um, it was like, well, you jump into it and it's like, oh, you do it. You got to, you just do it. Right. Yeah. Um, and getting to hear from her, you know, she was super encouraging and always helpful of like, yeah, there's still things I'm learning. It's not like I figured it all out last summer and we had a, a great year. And, um, again, I look back and think about, yeah, that really influenced the way I think about leadership. Like most of discipleship, you can look to Jesus's example, like model it, yeah. call people into it let them do it, debrief it with them, and then do it all over again, right? <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Send it out. Um, and so, yeah, I've tried to do that with, you know, the youth God's allowed me to work with, the college students now. Um, we have a college leadership team, and I call them, I try to call them into responsibility pretty quickly on and, like, leave it to them. And that's hard sometimes. I'm a control freak, my God given me leadership ability. And sometimes I want to take that. And right. um, I'm sure, you know, as I've gotten older, I recognize like, Oh man, that had to be hard for you guys at times. Like <laughs> it, it still uh, is. Yeah. Um, but you know, you trust God, right? Yeah. If you really think this is how Jesus modeled it, if we really believe this is the right way to do it. And I, th- I think exactly. it is. Then no matter how hard it is, you, you gotta trust God. Uh, do your best to train, equip, uh, and send them out and let, let them do it, right? And learn. and All of it. Yeah. yeah. Because One of the things, oh, I was just going to say, the freedom to fail. Yes. You, you kind of hit on, I jokingly refer back to it, but that has continued to be, I think that's one of the biggest linchpins in that whole thing, right? Yeah. Jesus allowed the apostles and disciples to fail. Um, he'd lovingly he'd correct them when they needed to. He'd lovingly yeah. encourage them when he needed to. You know, uh, he you wisely discerned what was needed at that time. I think as leaders, developing leaders, you've got to be able to do the same thing. And so, having that freedom to fail as the undercurrent of like, look, we're going to support you. You're going to learn, and you actually probably will mess up, <laughs> right? Like, it's, yeah. it's pretty much a guarantee, and that's okay. Like, we'll learn together. So that was yeah. always, that was great. Yeah. You'll, you'll mess up if we let you lead in your hometown, we're going to put you in a completely foreign context <laughs> right. and tell you to lead there. You're going to mess up. So <laughs> yeah, it's okay. But like what you said about Jesus, his disciples didn't get it. Yeah. You know, like they were, they were missing it always. And so he was encouraging and letting them, letting them fail 
And you, what you said earlier about how you just like to boss people around, his disciples did too, right? He said, hey, you, you know the Gentiles lord it over each other, and yeah. not so with you. We're going to mm-hmm. redefine this. You're going to be the servant. You're going to be That's last. Right. And, and so it, it is scary uh, a lot of times. Uh, there's times that we look at our – we don't call them JSIs anymore. We call them FLT. And we look at them now, we're like, man, I think they're too young. And yeah. you go, oh, well, let's see how this goes. And, and, and it's just amazing what God does when you, you push and you say, yeah, you can do this. Go, go try it. And it's okay if you mess up. That's, yeah. that's a cool thing. And you said something I've never thought about before as a deal, as a thing at IGO. But it, it's still mm. going on today that our, our FLT, to, like next, last summer when we still had you know, teams going places, yeah. um, are still doing the whole thing where, Hey, guess my age, you know, to the one weekers, they're still doing that. And they and the one weekers get it completely it's wrong yeah. every time. They're like, I bet you're 24. I'm like, no, I'm 17. <laughs> I'm in high school. And it's like, we're, we're so far off. It's so <laughs> funny. And the only difference is we pushed you and you decided to start leading. And then yep. all of a sudden, guess what? You look like a leader uh-huh. because yeah. you're a leader, you're right. leading. And mm-hmm. that's, that's really cool, man. And yeah, yeah I, w- I would like <laughs> to do a podcast with like, I, I would love to do a podcast with you and Coons and, and Caitlin and like maybe Natalie, just get a bunch of y'all together and let y'all tell stories. That would be really, really fun. That, Dude, um, let, let me know. Yeah. You want to make it happen. Yeah. We'll, we'll make it happen. I'll, I'll make Coons drive me somewhere in his new budget with the SBTC and we'll figure it out. Right. So I mean, um, he has reached the pinnacle of his profession. So the top Nathaniel Coons, <laughs> my man. <laughs> All right, Gavin, I, I told you, I didn't give you a whole lot of prep for this whole conversation. That goes back to your comment about, I didn't pay you to do this. I didn't even tell you really what I was going to ask until <laughs> two minutes before, but I also told you that I, I came up with this new idea for the podcast that I wish I would have made Coons do. And it's basically, I'm putting you on the hot seat. I'm just going to yeah. ask you for some questions, some ask you for some short answers to some questions. So it's not, I don't, you don't have to think about it a lot. Um, it'll probably be better if you don't. Um, <laughs> And I want to just like throw some things at you, at you rapid fire and see what comes out. And let's do it. Um, I think this is going to be good because we color coordinated basically with our, it's true. Our we're, shirts. We're, right yeah. here together. we're, we're on, we're on this thing. So uh, I'll start with the easy one. You've been on several IGO trips and you've been around IGO a long time. So what's your favorite IGO mascot? Oh, favorite IGO mascot. Uh, it's got to be the owl. I just really enjoyed it. The wow. owl. It's a great that, year. We do not hear that a lot, so that's cool. No. It was you fun. Know, a lot of good memories. You know, speaking of speaking of the freedom to fail, like we've had to give ourselves the freedom to fail because one year we put a whale on a shirt for teams going to Wales. <laughs> so I was going to choose the whale, but then I remembered <laughs> that shirt and I was like, I feel like I can't. Yeah. Because that. Yeah, we're so dumb. That wasn't even a mascot. That was just like our creative idea for teams going to Wales. Like that won't be offensive to everyone that lives in Wales because we're we're stupid. We're yeah. I I go global. We are the IFC idiots for Christ. Um, and then the owl. Like we picked the owl. We thought 
owls were really popular, but we found out, I don't know if you even know this, like we found out that an owl is a symbol of a curse in the, the Muslim world. Yeah, I was, I, was, so, I, was, I was actually vaguely remembered that. Yeah. I picked it. We had a lot of good memories. I, partially yeah, yeah. also because I took more pictures with the owl than any other mascot. <laughs> that was like the one year I had team members that really wanted to do that. I almost went with the octopus, I think was that the other yeah. one. That was, those were my two ones I remember the best. So, uh, but I went with Al. I took more pictures with the Al than anyone else. So, oh, I, I think I love all the mascots. I think they're all great. So the Al is a perfect answer. And that was an easy question. I want to turn political okay. now because I know it's a, it's, a, it's a political climate we live in and it's an election year. Mm-hmm. So the question is, for 2021 and the future, are you going ant or grasshopper mouse as you vote for the next mascot for Igo? It's easy. I made the case grasshopper mouse. Oh, I, I, okay. It's on Facebook. It's not even a question. Okay. That's easy. You, you're informing the mayor's ultimate decision because this is not Good. a democracy. And uh, I hope so. Grasshopper yeah. mouse. Yeah. Any, any mouse that kills scorpions and then howls at the moon. Right. Yeah. Howling at the moon. What, what better 2020 energy is there? You, you're onto something there. Yeah. It's chaos. Yeah. All right. I'm going to ask you this. I think it, I feel like I know where it's going, but you, <laughs> you have been a lot of places. So what's your favorite place overseas? Oh man, that's so hard. <laughs> that's such an unfair question. Yeah. Um, I feel like if I don't say Wales, I ruin a lot of current partnerships I have. So yeah. <laughs> now yeah. Wales, Wales is probably like, I legitimately compare it to my Narnia. So it's in some ways it's become for me. Uh, like That's cool. I think of back to that, like God has done so much work in my life. And if I picture, I don't know what heaven's going to look like, but I hope there's Wales-esque areas in heaven. Some beautiful places. If you're, if you're tuning in from Wales and you're listening to this, he doesn't mean it's always winter and never Christmas. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's the beautiful Narnia. The good side yeah, of Narnia. Yeah. Post-winch. Any, any Narnia with a, with a Nando's, is that how you say it? Nando's? Yeah. Nando's? Nando's, Nando's. It's Nando's, yeah. but it's all right. <laughs> Nando's. Um, I was using my Igosian accent. That's right. Any, any Narnia with Nando's, that's, that's got to be a little bit of like heaven. So, it's very great. good. Um, okay, speaking of Nando's, best international meal? Oh, my goodness. Best international meal. So many good ones. Probably going to have to go Morocco. Uh, uh, tajine. I love, love, love me a good tagine. I had some bad ones. Sure. So, so, so here, hear me out. It's not, if you go and you're like, if I just get any tagine, please hear me out. Like okay. there are, they do different ones. We had, I'm pretty sure what was rotten fish in the back stall of the market. <laughs> but that was also <laughs> paired with what may have been one of the best tagines I've ever had. I believe it was like chicken. and uh, But me and my partner just, took turns eating the good one and eat the bad one. That's a but good yeah, plan. A solid tagine, uh, which is a clay pot, cooks everything in it. You throw in couscous or rice and your meat, vegetables, everything cooks together. It's delicious. Yeah. Well, I, that actually helps me because when I, I was, on, I've, I've only been in Morocco once and a guy put a snake around my neck and told me that if i kissed it it would bring me good luck and then added inshallah to the end of that as if <laughs> he's confused about what this whole thing means and so yeah it's nice to know that some people have good memories from that place 
That was not, not, not my favorite. What's the weirdest thing you ever ate overseas? Oh, weirdest thing I've ever eaten overseas. Or worst thing. <laughs> to be honest, it might have been that that fish tagine. <laughs> yeah, that sounds close. bad. It was. I can't even fully describe it, and it really was like we met a guy that was trying to sell us drugs. And we ended up sharing the gospel with him, and then he took us back to like this back stall in a market, um, and they cooked his dinner. Like he just or cooked his lunch, um, and we got to sit down and talk with him. And legitimately, was ended up being a good transaction. <laughs> Started really rough, um, but they cooked us what they liked, and one was phenomenal and one was one of the worst things i've ever done it, it was so hard not to be rude in that situation yeah but that was probably it and i think i tried china i've been to china once and china had a few things overall we ate really well when we yeah, were there I agree with that. there was a there's a few things also like i ate the yeah. i can't remember the <laughs> egg uh, it was an egg that was like not cooked but it was like a baby egg type thing it was that was weird yeah, but, that's weird but you know, yeah. Again, <laughs> for, for me, fermented horse milk in Kazakhstan, I I, was, I literally couldn't make myself swallow it. Like, I was like <clears throat> so that was you know. almost almost <laughs> the worst thing. At Morocco, there was a similar drink. It was like fermented milk with rice or couscous mixed in, Ugh. and it was warm. And huh. I I like. I don't even remember how it worked out, but we met <laughs> another team and they, we were with the people and they offered it to them, but they didn't offer it to us. I'm going to guess it was because their response was so poor. They were like, let's, yeah, yeah. let's not do it to the other Americans. <laughs> that's nice. That's, that's, <laughs> so I dodged it just barely. You, that was, yeah, you, you I won. That would have been. So. Yeah. That's, that's, it, it can be some bad stuff that we eat for, <laughs> for, for the bottom line that we do. Um, okay. Um, true thoughts about Kevin Durant. I, I have made no mask. There's no need. You can just tell, ask me straight up. He's uh, a sissy. He's a coward. <laughs> He's a disgrace on the game. Are you kidding me? Get out of here. Who needs burner accounts when you're one of the most talented basketball players to ever play the game and you're too busy hiding behind fake accounts <laughs> screaming at dudes on Twitter that can't pick up a ball and shoot it? Come on, man. I, there's... You, I could go on. I could go on for a while. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll, we'll call it 20-second timeout. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's a listener. I'm not really sure. We have, you know, we have a wide <laughs> audience, but I kind of hope he is. Hey, um, He'll, That's awesome. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be looking for a burner account to attack me yeah. on Instagram. So, yeah. <laughs> my one of my favorite memories is uh, Dallas and Oklahoma playing in the playoffs back when Dallas was good, and you guys came all the way back to lose that game. That was That's cool. right. Yeah. I do remember that. Uh, I, know, well, I, I do come up. It comes up on my Facebook memories every year. <laughs> the next year when we beat you guys, yeah. and I, I made, went out of my way to message all of you. So. Yeah, yeah. I I deleted that. That was cool. <laughs> Um, <laughs> who really won the ultimate frisbee game between the oh, Cardiff not, not JSIs and the Ludlow JSIs? Okay, I love a Mac and Adelaide, but they're liars if they tell you otherwise. A Mac with cheese, yes. Um, I'm sure he'll he'll have a different story. <laughs> so always two sides to the story. Uh, there was a lot of injuries, and if I recall correctly, which I'm pretty sure I do, they literally had too many injuries to continue on the game. <laughs> So either a legit loss or at least a loss by forfeit. Yes, one of, one of the two. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
We'll put it on the record. Um, why do you think God doesn't let you live in Texas? Just, I just, I'm, I'm just going through the list. That's all. <laughs> okay, we'll take, we'll take that as know. an answer. <laughs> uh, favorite or best or most unique Igosian experience? That would be a base camp oh, type experience. Man, I've had so many, and I'm so bad at remembering them on the spot. I'll always come back and remember later. Mm. Um, Two come to mind, very, very quick. One, like very first experience uh, navigating Igosian Market my first year, I think, at Falls Creek and like eating a bunch of crazy things. I don't even remember what, to get one small pack of donuts to share with my team. Yeah. And, and it was like me and Josiah Biles, I think, just went Josiah to, Biles. we're just, we're just like, we'll do what we have to do. We're getting that pack of chocolate donuts for our team to share. That's and awesome. I think, and maybe like a banana or maybe it was like a cucumber, you know, cute, an actual cucumber to, to share. <laughs> right, like, right. We're all just biting off one cucumber. <laughs> uh, but the thing, I think I, we ate sardines straight out of a can and then a couple other things to get just this one music, you know thing for our team and it was like such a victory it was like such a bonding moment so great exactly. so that's why I, I look back that whole base camp was fun learning it was wild uh but then one of my favorites Nathaniel Coons and I a uh, little, little QT with JC we uh he, so that's what he 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 outed himself on his podcast that was his that was his code for when he wanted to take a nap but sounds spiritual <laughs> he's gonna get some QT with JC <laughs> yes. we knew that meant he's going to take a nap but yeah. one time we really wanted to play ping pong but we were supposed to be <laughs> We're supposed to be like doing a devotional or something. And so we convinced ourselves that it would be all right to play ping pong if every time we hit the ball, we said a different name of God. Or, and then we. <laughs> so now at least, now at least uh, I know you did go to a Baptist university. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we 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 totally ditched on one of the like devotional or training times. I don't remember what it was, but we, we were not supposed to be playing ping pong. That and is awesome. We, we played ping pong, and just every time we hit the ball, had to say we started like name of God. Then I think another time, some other theological thing. It was a lot harder than I thought it would be, to be sure. honest. But yeah, that's one of my favorites. That's that's really good. Playing ping pong for Christ, as Kai that's, would say. That's, that's so right. It's perfect. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, best book you've read recently. Um, there's a little bit of a cop out, but I'm, I'm literally currently rereading the line, the witch and the wardrobe, which is probably my all time, my all time favorite book. No cop out there. Classic. um, It's so good. Rereading the whole series. And so I encourage, if you haven't read it recently, go back and reread the series, be encouraged, inspired. Yeah, driving me devotion into Christ and Aslan, man. Mm. Yeah, so good. And today I learned he he's from Wales, so I didn't even know that till today. Look at that. Awesome. Look at that. Yeah, <laughs> I would say also, and then I'd throw out another. Um, what did I just? I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, I had a couple that I finished all at the same time, but uh, I'll go with Master Plan of Evangelism. Oh yeah, another I read classic. that one a bunch of times, and we just re- we were, went through it again with our leaders back kind of a little bit ago in the pandemic. But it's a great one. Yeah, it goes a lot back to a lot of stuff we've even talked about today. Yeah, that, G- that Jesus model for right. sure. Yeah. 
That's really cool. All right. La- literally the last question. Okay. Um, and you do this all the time, so you can't do this one. Okay. Great. Makes me nervous. Yeah. Uh, if you're speaking, if you're speaking right now to a student, either high school or college, and they're considering going on an IGO trip, mm-hmm. what would you say? <clears throat> speaking to high school, college student, considering going on an IGO trip, I would say, um, I want you to continue to pray about it. Make wise decisions. Think about where the Lord's leading you. But I will tell you right now, one of the best things I ever did for my faith, and I've seen other students do, was commit and go on one of these trips. It will impact you beyond just that week or you know two weeks, a month, however long you're going. You will make um, foundational uh, relationships and receive teaching and training that will impact you beyond that time. Especially if you take it seriously, if you put you know you put in. Yeah. something to it. You get out what you put in. So let me encourage you and say there's, I think, almost no better way you can spend your summer. Give your summer, give your time to the Lord and trust Him um, and uh, see what God will do with it. And it, it, it. I promise you won't regret it. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, thank you for that, for sure. And uh, yeah. hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll have to have an opportunity to do that next summer. We're praying and hoping. And- <laughs> that's right all the things, but Gavin, I love catching up with you, man. It is, uh, it's not just fun and it's not just good. It's encouraging. And I, I would, I would do it if it was just fun, but the fact that it's encouraging to me and I hope it's, uh, encouraging every time you hear from us, but bro, we love what you're doing. We're, we're super proud of you. We're, we're excited to see the next uh, season of your life develop, whatever God opens up and, we're we're here for you, bro. Whatever you need, and uh, we'll we'll answer your request right before we answer answer Nathaniel's. So, and that's on record now. So, Great. yeah. Thanks for thanks for uh, connecting and giving me some of your morning. And can't wait for this to uh, for Nick Ganey or somebody to edit this so I can put it out put it out live. Nick Ganey or Nate Woodall, somebody is gonna. <laughs> make this look great and then we'll put it out there so thanks bro thanks nick and nate and thank thank you for having me on i really appreciate it yeah man let me know if you need anything and we will we'll talk to you again soon